That's astonishing. It's absolutely world-class. Drama from day one. This is the league we want to watch. Only football can make you feel like this. They think it's all over. It is Sup, guys. If you thought we were done, psych, we're still here. We're back. Tom had to leave us for a bit, but, you know, we're still here. Still going to be talking about the Premier League, going to be talking about all the amazing football that's been happening that we've missed out. So I just want to say the Premier League is back. I realize this is a week late, but I just want to need to say that live, you know, for the podcast for all of you to hear it. The Premier League is back, and we are back after a one-week hiatus. You know, that's not really hiatus, but whatever. You get it. Um, Lots of great football that was played this last week. We got to talk about. We're gonna talk about, of course, Liverpool, Chelsea. Bale is back. I mean, Kane doing his thing, hooking up with Sonny, and of course, you know, he lives to Crystal Palace. I can't wait to talk about that. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm pumped. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, a lot of other stuff. Um, but let's get right into it. You know, um, before I do, before I do that though, just in case you've forgotten, it's me, Steve-O. We've got Tom and Brato over here, and. You know, we are on Spotify. We are on YouTube. Give us a like, a listen, and also let us know if we saw it for great. We'd really appreciate that. Um, so, guys, Liverpool-Chelsea, what do you guys think about that game? Lots of stuff happened there. Well, I mean, we'll just start with Brato. Yeah, Brato. Let, let us know. Chelsea, man, let us know. So, you know, I was angry. I, I, I still am, really, <laughs> about that game. I just I don't understand what kind of tactics we were like last time we played Liverpool, we took it to Liverpool. We, you know, we attacked them, we pressured them. And now I felt like we really were just kind of we weren't as aggressive in this game and that that bugged me. I know we didn't have Pulisic, I know we didn't have Willian, and you know, Willian is a great big loss, but we had two new signings, you know, we had Havertz and we had uh, Werner and Werner is extremely quick. I thought he was, I thought it was breath of fresh air. Um, but I, I'm very disappointed in tactics, and I think Frank Clampard is to blame for that. Gengen press, Liverpool is so good with Gengen press, and before you know it, their whole team is just they move so fluidly into defensive. They're, they're, apply, they're playing a high line. They were, they were playing a high line, but they're so, they're so good with their midfield helping the forward and pressing and controlling the ball and not giving the outlets that we have freaking people like we have our defenders back there just diddling around with the freaking ball. Like, what are you passing doing? A, passing across the goal. That's, the first, that's one of the first things I learned. Don't not only, pass not the only goal. that, not only that, but our midfield was doing nothing. So when our def- defenders will get under pressure, all they would do is just boot the ball like they should. They don't want to, the last thing they want to do is lose the ball like, you know, we did for the second goal. But at the same <laughs> point, at the same point, our midfielder, midfield was not doing any kind of heavy lifting in order to stay open. And I, I just thought it was awful strategy by Frank Lampard. Like, I, they're so good at pressing. Why are you freaking messing around the back, playing the ball, like not, not playing it so weakly too. And I think why, why is he playing three CDMs? I don't get it. I don't. I don't understand. He's so never going to win with that attitude. Yeah. Jorginho was awful. Why not pull him out? I get it. We don't have a leader on a pitch other than him. Come on. Like he, he was not good. He was just simply not good. And I don't understand why you're playing someone like him against a team like Liverpool, who needs a midfield that's fast. You need midfield that plays the ball quick. 
he he should have really, I in my opinion, he should have played Colum Hudson Adoy instead of uh, Jorginho and move Mason Mount in the middle and switch Mason Mount and uh, Colum Hudson Adoy because that that would have given us more that would have given us more energy in the midfield. That would have given us someone that's actually willing to go forward other than Kovacic. And I, it was just I thought it was just a disaster by Frank Lampard. I, really I think. I think Liverpool showed Chelsea how to play their game. So this is the second time now in recent games for Chelsea that they've played a high line and they haven't played it right. And Liverpool showed them how to play against the high line by the, the red card for Christensen. That's how you play against the high line. If you have both of the wing backs up, running between the two center backs because there's space there because the only people back are the two center backs. And that, that's what Chelsea should have been doing against Liverpool. Because Liverpool, you know, you know, Trent and you know Andy are going to be up. So it's going to be just Fabinho and uh, Virgil van Dijk in the back. Or it might be three in the back because one of the wing backs is up. And uh, Werner made some runs a couple of times when nobody was looking for him. I saw Werner just like looking, just looking at the person with the ball. Like, hey, I'm going. And he'd go and nobody would find him. Like, exactly. I, I, there, were, there were two or three times when he just – and he, man is fast. Like, man is fast. I didn't know he was – I mean, I've never, I've never watched him before he played in the Premier League. Oh, he's rapid, was, dude. Dude, he was going. I was like, dude, if you have someone with that much speed, yes. Like, have him – I think Mount made a run like that, too. There were maybe two runs where somebody tried to find him, where they were trying to run in, in between the center backs and then, you know, to break that press. And that's – because, like, that's what you have to do against the high line. And that's what Mane did, and that's how he got the red card against Christensen. It's like, so Liverpool showed him, hey, this is how you play against the high line. Chelsea still didn't do it. And then when Chelsea was pressing, it's like, oh, yeah, we're going to press. But, you know, if you move the ball forward, we're just going to move backwards, too. It's like, how are you going to press if you, if, you, if you let them move forward? That's, that's ineffective. When you saw Liverpool pressing, it was one blue shirt and four, like a whole square. Yeah, that was ridiculous. And no blue shirts to be found. So how are you not going to lose the ball? Are you kidding me? You're totally going to lose it because you're going to play a long ball or you're going to play to one of the – the people on red and that's Chelsea like Chelsea tried to press but didn't do anything close to that I was like yeah we're gonna like stand around you but you know if you want to pass it to somebody that's okay that's cool we'll just step back and we'll defend deep because it's okay you can have the ball in our half but that's that's the Literally, whole problem you know? that's that <laughs> you you hit the nail on a hammer uh you knit that <laughs> you hit the nail on the hammer that's the episode title right there steve the fact of the matter is even last season, we had no midfield that could actually play those penetrating passes. And we thought yeah. Havertz coming in and Ziyech coming in, he's hurt. But we thought with Havertz coming in, that's the person that's going to be able to do that for us. And it's not happening, right? We're, no. Jorginho is way too slow on the ball. Jorginho should be playing in freaking League Un, you know, in France, <laughs> or freaking Serie A. Like, he's, he's just not weak. quick. He's not quick yeah. on the ball. And – Conte can't blame him. It's not his kind of – he's not – it's not his specialty to be a playmaker. No, he and was I, lost in the box. I remember him getting the ball in the box. He was just, like, lost. Yeah, yeah Conte had a good game, I thought. He had a good game except offensively. I thought he was lost when it came to offensively. That's not his game, oh, yeah. That's yeah, not, not his game, yeah. You can't blame him for that, right? It's like Frank Lampard could play three center defensive mids, and I don't understand why. Like, it would have been so much better if he would have played Colin Hudson-Odoi or – Actually, my preference would have been to play Tammy Abraham and move Werner, Werner into the Mason Mount bowl and then just play Mason Mount in the middle. That would have been my preference because you have Abraham who's yeah. tall yet, yet quick and he's able to actually hold the ball up real well and play Werner in. I was like, yeah. that, that could, would have been better than freaking three center defensive mids. You know, you know what's wild to me? The one? I, I kind of forgot that Havertz played that game. Yeah. 
I, I just remember, I just remembered that he was on the field. To be I didn't fair, see him do anything. To be fair to Havertz, uh, again, as, as you guys know, I th- he's been played out of position. He's not. You shouldn't play him as a false nine. You shouldn't play him on the wing. He's a playmaker. He needs to be number ten, and it's dumb to me that they're trying to play him in these places when you've got someone like Werner and Havertz who have played together at international level so they know each other's game hmm. why hmm. <laughs> like Barato yeah. said yeah. Werner the, the difference between Werner and Mason Mount is you can track Mason Mount you can defend Mason Mount you can't track Werner's pace you no. can't do it he's that quick off the line forget about it it's like Mane like, as soon as Mane turns and goes he is gone. Werner's the same. Why aren't they playing Havertz behind? Werner was making the runs again, like Barato said, and you said, Steve. The Chelsea team behind him are not good enough to play the passes he needs. Oh. They're not good. And I know, I do think in a few weeks' time, it's going to be a completely different story with Ziyech coming back, Pulisic coming back. I think yeah. Chelsea should revert to a 4 2 3 1, have Kante get rid of Jorginho, sell him to. Marseille or whoever the hell will take him. Play like Kante and Kovacic at that CDM role. Havertz is the number 10. And the thing that Havertz needs, I think he's more like the kind of Christian Eriksen Modric role where like just let him float around and do what he does best. You know what I mean? And you've got Pulisic on this side, Ziyech whipping balls in. and Chelsea are going to be scary, especially with Chilwell. Get that mug kepper out of goal, and you've got a <laughs> real team. I do. I do want to say Fabinho. He played hell of a defensive game, and I thought he was uh, extremely. He had Werner's number when it came to keep playing him. Yeah, I Werner tried to take him on multiple times, and it just didn't work. Uh, Fabinho seemed like he was solid, other than a penalty that. Werner drew, uh, but Fabinho did really well considering he, you know, that's not his role on a club level. Like he's really yeah. stepping back. So, but it, it makes it makes it easier for you though if you're just. I mean, yes, one on one isn't that easy, especially when you're going against a fast person. But if the guy's isolated, it makes it so much easier. Which Werner is isolated pretty much all the time. It's like yeah. it's that's going to help him out so but much. He made he made mistakes too. Like he kept trying to kind of like I remember that one play in particular. The ball was played. He cut it to the right, and then he tried to cut it to the left, right with, like, outside of 18. I was like, why are you cutting it to the right, then your left? Like, do one or the other, and then shoot. Like, yeah. shoot. You the pace. was not tested at that point. I was like, just shoot. Um, but overall, I, I agree with you, Tom. I thought I saw moments of brilliance. I just don't understand why more English clubs did not play and I guess maybe it's the lack of quality, but Liverpool, that ball by Henderson, I hate to admit it to Mane, but it was beautiful. Oh, yeah. Well, that was like... That ball was gorgeous. And the vision to see that, you know, Chelsea's a top club. They should have someone like that that's able to see those runs. We need that center mid. We need that someone that's going to penetrate the defense with those balls, and we don't. I've been yeah, saying I mean, it for a year. I'm over saying it. I'm tired. Frank Lampard needs to get his shit together. Yeah, you, you, to be fair, you've said it every single episode, I think. Um, I will give credit. Liverpool played a very good game. And then it, like, they can now bring one of the best midfielders in Europe and the world off the bench. And he, what, 
Thiago broke the Premier League record for amount of passes in 45 minutes. Oh man, he was putting he was putting dangerous passes in, man. That was ridiculous. Just like he was just he was just strolling about, like, okay, all right, I guess I'll uh, pop a pass. All right, yeah, pop a pass. All right, cool. All right, yeah. yeah. Hey, he was so he was so comfortable. Very why comfortable. Why did more clubs not go for him? I, I, I don't know. I don't get it. For, for the yeah, price he it. was, I think he had his heart set on Liverpool. I think Klopp has been following him for a while. And I just think Klopp did that right thing by going for him at the right time. He, Like Steve, I said, he fit right into the Premier League. He was crazy. Immediately. As soon, the first touch of the ball was like, well, I think I text you guys immediately after his first uh, first few passes. I was like, "This guy looks good." Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like he was so not an ounce of fear in him. He, he, the confidence you need to play at that level, he just has it immediately. Yeah, and even like yeah. he made a couple of loose passes. You know, didn't affect him. I think what Werner needs, Werner needs his first goal. And then he'll start to loosen up a bit because right now you can see he's trying to trying to fit into the team and fit into where he's going to play. As soon as he gets that first goal, I that's think, my other thing though. He drew the penalty, right? Why not let him take a penalty? Exactly. To, you get his confidence up. You want your striker to have confidence. Why not let him take a penalty? It's I, two weeks in a row he's won a penalty. Yeah, I just wow. don't understand why. I I just think the whole. Uh, I thought the whole tactic was just off. Like the entire thing, the more I think about it, the more angry I actually get. And it's been, <laughs> it's been three days and I'm still seething about it. Yeah, I don't understand it. But I do, I, you know, I, I thought Liverpool was going to drop off and they looked really, really good against Chelsea. They looked better. They looked so much better against Chelsea than Leeds. Or maybe I should say Leeds looked so much better than Chelsea playing them. <laughs> You know. I mean, yeah, I, talking about Leeds, lads, I just think we, we, we spoke about it a little bit like with Sheffield United last year. They came in, the team hasn't changed much from their championship run. So they're used to playing with each other. They're probably yeah. one of the fittest teams in the league. I don't know if you guys have seen the Amazon documentary. Oh, yeah, on... Bielsa, Bielsa makes his team run. No matter what team it is, they run. When he, when he came in, they lost, on average, five kilos each because of the fitness levels that he asked. And against Liverpool and then at the weekend against Fulham, it showed off. They yeah. do look a little bit defensively lapsed at times. Hmm. I'm, sure, I'm, sure, I'm sure we'll get to talk to him a lot, talk about them a lot, because they, they're going to have some good performances. But, Tom, let's talk about, let's talk about Tottenham, though. I mean, oh, you got a lot going on. Yeah, you got Bale. You, you got Bale coming back. You got Kane with four assists and a goal after we were just like, just put him, just throw him under the bus. So, what do you think about your game? Well, Kane, I, all this going on. I was actually really angry at Harry Kane in the first half because, I mean, he scores two goals, he was offside for both. At that point, you should be thinking in your mind, am I just being lazy here? I've been on offside for two goals that have been disallowed. But then the second half, he just came out and just bossed it. It helps that he's got a guy like Sonny that will just run and run and run. Yeah. And he, he just... It's like a side of Harry's, Harry Kane's game that gets overlooked is his passing ability. Like, but since, why, though? Like, that's... You know, we talked about this. He takes himself out of the game 
not of the opportunity to score because he drops so deep. It's and because, like, like, like Chelsea, we don't have a playmaker. So, but you had Christensen. Like you had but don't you? Yeah. Erickson. And Erickson. he still did that when Erickson was playing. Yeah. And don't you have, you have Lo Celso right now, don't you? Like, why does he drop he like is. that? Or go out wide. Uh, I mean, again, I just think it's the team around him. I think, like when Christian Eriksen, before Christian Eriksen turned bad, Harry Kane <laughs> won the golden boot like two years in a row. So I think it is just, he needs someone like Kevin De Bruyne that's going to just like whip in the pass at the exact right time. And we just like, there's only one Kevin De Bruyne. You guys know how highly I rate him. But Eriksen used to kind of have that little spark in him. But I mean, I don't know. I really don't know. I hope we get some kind of creative midfielder. And Don Bele, you guys know that I think highly of him. And he's just getting back to his match fitness. And he set up the first goal. Probably the only forward-thinking midfielder we have. Yeah. Um, he's I, just... trying to, I think Mourinho is rotating the team well because he's rotating him and Lo Celso. And yeah. although Lo Celso is probably not as creative, Lo Celso is an engine. He would just keep, like, the very, very box-to-box. He'll just keep going. And he's good on the ball. Probably not going to get a goal here and there, you know, but he might jump up with an assist. But his, it's his work for the team that makes him good. So, I mean, I hope it's a turn, especially with Bale now coming in. We're signing Regulon. I hope people aren't overlooking the quality of Regulon signing. No, he's, he's, Spain, he's Spain starting left back. He's good. He's going to be quality. That's why, what? As you know, I actually wanted him over Chilwell. So oh yeah, I, who who would not like? He's Spain's starting left back. Who would not want to like the yeah. national team starting left back? And that's why Real Madrid put in the buyback clause because they know he's going to be good. The only reason why he's not at Real Madrid right now is because of the uh, the other Mendy that's there who's doing really well right now. But they know he's going to turn out good. That's why they said they want the preemption clause and the buyback clause because they know what's going to happen. I mean, it's basically a loan, but. I guess if you're looking short-term, it's worth it for your Spurs. Uh, also, Regulon has to want to go back as well. Like, they can't just buy him back. Regulon has to put in a transfer request, and then Real Madrid can have first dibs on him. Ah. Um, so, again, like I know Regulon is Spanish and probably dreamt of playing for Real Madrid one day. Yeah. I kind of... I, I, I moan about it a lot, but... I think Jose Mourinho is building something at Spurs that maybe maybe not this year, but next year could be a real threat when they all learn to gel and work together. I don't think it'll be this year, though. Unfortunately. Uh, and if, you, if you go with the Mourinho formula, yeah. second year that he does well, the third year it all just falls it goes down hell. So, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I, but, I, mean so. I, I think... I want him to get rid of Harry Winks. I, I just don't rate Harry Winks. I think, you know, he's brought in Hoiberg, who is a much better version of Harry Winks. But like Brato said about Chelsea, it infuriates me that they play Hoiberg and Winks together. They're the exact same player. <laughs> like, at least play Sissoko or Lo Celso next. Just something a bit different than winning the ball back and passing it sideways or backwards. Yeah. You're asking for trouble, and, and it happened against Everton, and it happened the first half against Southampton. It was just too negative. And I will I mean, say I'm, a lot of like based on the games that I've seen over the past season and so far this season, 
I will say a lot of Premier League teams kind of do that formula, which is so infuriating to watch, where the midfield really doesn't – everything seems to come from the outside, right? It's either the left back that's making the plays or crossing the ball in, or the midfield does not make those penetrating passes. We had Man City, we had Liverpool, and when Christian Eriksen was at Tottenham, that was happening. Um, but it does seem the way the Premier League teams play, which is refreshing when you have someone like Kai Havertz coming to the team. And while people have been, you know, getting on him, those quick one-twos that he plays that breaks up the midfield, I, can see I was that. like, why are more people not doing this? And it's so simple. Just move the ball fast. You know, every midfield is pressing. Just move the ball so fast and you will break the midfield apart and you can have quick play to the wide you know, to the wings to actually carry the ball. I, it's mind-boggling. I, th- I think it's just the way English football is because – so compared to other top leagues like Italy and Spain, I think you're, you're allowed to be a bit more physical on the ball than in Italy and Spain. So if you're going to want to just play that kind of football, that kind of soccer, you have to have a ref that's a bit more sympathetic to the players because you can't just, like, play that kind of football that – and not get fouled. You'll get fouled so many times. Like, I mean, all, all teams do it, like, on, on counterattacks, if you're passing the ball around, you eventually end up getting fouled, so you can't really build up. So what you end up doing is, like, you're going to send it wide to try and beat a man because they're not, they're not going to want to give away a corner or give away a foul on the, on the edge of the box, something like that. But if it's in the middle of the field, like, yeah, what are you going to do with that? I think it's just because of the way it's easy to foul in the middle of the park. Ah. And so it's even harder to build up. And I, I agree with you, right? But I mean, it sucks, though. I mean, just for we, you can't watch good football. We've seen this with Mourinho's United, right? And when they played Chelsea, and I think who was it that kept fouling Eden Hazard hard? Like the first 10, 15 minutes, that kept fouling. Probably, United. probably under Herrera. Probably. I think he got Fellaini, Herrera. They all did, and then all of a sudden Herrera got a red card in like twenty fifth or something minute, right? And I, I think that there is a tactic to do to playing that way because when you're midfielders and your defenders when you're in a yellow card right then you can actually push forward and put them under pressure because at that point if they make a mistake it's a red card and they're out so there's some tactic to be said um, about that i just i think it's refreshing and i'm really excited with for the fact that we're having new fresh blood coming into this chelsea team and actually spicing it up because with Ziyech coming in and playing the balls and through balls that we know he's capable of, and hopefully Havertz will do that. You know, I'm, I'm just, it's going to be exciting football. And yeah. I, so far Liverpool and city are the only clubs I would say in, in premier league that have actually played exciting football. Hmm. In my point of view. All right. Okay. Real quick, before I move on to the next match, Tom, how do you think, um, what do you think your lineup will be? When Bale comes in, whose spot is he going to take? I'd, Lucas. I'd just swap him and Lucas and just – I hope he just rotates well, you know? Like, even if he, like, experiments with Bale, maybe he drops back into, like, the number 10 role. Maybe Bale could be the creative spark we need. I don't know. But I would probably play him on the wing. Son came Bale. If he can keep his fitness up, of course. Yeah. Because, I mean, we're, we're going for every single competition we can this year because I do think we need to win a trophy, even if it's one of, like, 
the Mickey Mouse trophies, like the Carabao <laughs> Cup or something. Mickey Mouse trophy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we need it as a club. We needed that morale. Oh, man. Think yeah. how crazy, how scary that front three is going to be if Bale is actually healthy. Oh, well, Marino, Marino, Marino said that because of his love for the club, his training, like he's going to get back to fitness faster because of his love for the club. So he's totally going to be fit soon. Yeah, he says that um, he's already training, like with the reserve teams already kind of running around, like he's weeks ahead of schedule. Hopefully Regulon will get a run in, maybe against, we're playing some Macedonian team on Thursday. That's the one thing. I, I think Mourinho's done a good thing by bringing all these players in because fatigue really got us last year. And, oh, you know, yeah. as soon as Harry Kane gets injured, it's like he's out for six months, you know. But yeah. one that really positive thing that I could always say about Tottenham is if you put Son or Kane in front of goal, it's going to be a goal. Yeah. And I think Son proved that at the weekend. Like, you give him the slightest chance. His finishing is so good that he'll get a goal. It's very yeah. rare that he doesn't. The only thing, the only thing I can see is that if you have Bale running down the wing, Kane isn't going to catch up because Bale carries the ball really well. I mean, you, we saw so many goals at Real Madrid and at Tottenham where he just got the ball in the defensive third or halfway and just carried all the way and scored. I, dude, I would not forget when he toasted Mike Kong. Like, oh, dude, got the ball in his own half. Went around my con and my con's like, what is going on? This dude is running past me. And then just finishes like, <laughs> just like he's fast. Wow. Yeah, and this dude is rapping. And he's like, and it's like, and you're just like watching it, like, is he really moving that fast? And he just, <laughs> yeah, just runs so smoothly. So the only thing I can see is just like Kane is not gonna be able to keep up with that. But if Kane plays as a, a play, starts doing hold up play, just play the ball to Kane and puts and he puts Bale in, that's gonna be so much trouble. Uh, yeah, I that's going to so. be trouble. Yeah, I, think, I think just I'm going to let Mourinho kind of shuffle the squad around and get used to it. I don't think we've seen Doherty's best. But again, I think it is getting used to a new team that is really tricky. And I, I think he's looked good defensively. He just hasn't got that kind of attacking click just yet. But I yeah, think not it'll really. Come. I, I think it'll come. Yeah. Um, Speaking of attacking quality, I guess, United versus Crystal Palace. That was horrible to watch, man. Well, I, I, mean, was, I won 56 <laughs> bucks in that game. Man. Go away, Brato. <laughs> I mean, Palace, I mean this, Palace looked good, man. And Zaha, we know his quality. I just think United really need upgrades on the defenders. So my thing is that – so we have like – we have – eight defenders, like eight center backs, I'm pretty sure. We got Phil Jones, we got we got Jones, Bailly, Rojo, uh, Twanzebi, Maguire, Lindelof. So that's six right there. We need to get rid of, and we have Chris Smalling, seven, which we're, we're trying to send him back to Roma. We'll sell him to Roma. We have way too many defenders. It's like, we keep on buying and buying players and not getting rid of Deadwood. I agree. I wish that I would rather see Bailly and Maguire in the back because, I mean, Brato, you were saying earlier, like, Maguire is slow. I think, as much as you hate on him, I still think he's a good defender. But in certain, in certain instances, you do need speed. I still think positioning trumps speed more than anything. But if you're going to play possession and a bit of a high line be in the other team's half, you have to be able to have speed 
in one of the center backs in order to recover. If not, the other team is going to break and they will score guaranteed. Um, we had, there were two long balls where Zaha should have had the ball and he just let the hair take it. I don't know what Zaha was doing. Maybe he was just trying to be careful and not get a card. But oh, he yeah, when, had, he, when he slowed down. I yeah, know exactly what you're talking about. He could have had two goals, but he just let the hair take it. I was like, thanks, man. Appreciate it. But all in all, man, just <clears throat> it looked like we hadn't played football in a month. Like, just passes weren't accurate. People were just kind of not running into space. And it really, what really broke us is that we let them score first and then they just sat back. And we just could not break them down. And Pogba had an awful game. I so still, did, I still, so did Fernandez. I, still, I thought. I, but the thing is, Fernandez was the only person that was actually kind of doing something. Pogba gave the ball away so many times, had so many inaccurate passes. I still rate him, but he had a bad game. Like he had a bad game, and it just like, and I think maybe like maybe you know Ollie is just saying, you know what, Woodward, look what I'm working with because on the right side we had James and Fusu Mensa. And they did nothing. Like, they really didn't offer anything at all. Everything was going through the left. And then, I mean, with dude, it was just, there's so many bad things to pick out. That first goal, Shaw knew he was there, looked at him, and didn't cover him. Like, he seriously, he was falling the whole time and still gave him that space to, to cover it. Like, if he was in line with Lindelof and, um, and Maguire, that goal doesn't, that goal, doesn't, he doesn't get scored. Somehow, De Gea got a hand on it. I don't know how. But it was just... I don't know. It just it was horrible to watch. That was really it, it was poor defending. Was it was that Jeffrey Schlupp that put the ball in for him? Yeah. Somehow, I mean, first off, the first thing you do as a defender, you stop the cross, right? That's the first thing that should happen. But as a defender, you shouldn't be expecting the cross to be stopped. You should be playing as if that ball is going to go through. You don't leave the you don't leave the, you don't give the man space. You love you give the man space, and of course he scored. Like if he had been, he had so much time to make that recovery, but it's like I ah, know I'll just play lazy. The ball's not going to get in. And it came in, and guess what? Of course, he scored. And it's, I don't know, like, and then it's like we have that. You have those people starting. Who else are you gonna bring on to help? Um, really, yeah, he, did, he did. He did leave like Van der Beek and Greenwood on the bench. I can I can understand leaving Greenwood on the bench because I know he they had said Greenwood was training by himself because of just dude's being an idiot recently. I mean, he's a teenager. He's he's teenage tendencies coming out, you know. Um, but just we just we just played Luton Town today, right? And the the game changed. So he brought on Rashford, Bruno Fernandes, and uh, Greenwood, and the way we were playing the game absolutely changed, just drastically. They looked like we were up one nothing, throw a penalty, could not even score from open play, right? And as soon as they, they almost scored, I saw. Yeah, Dean Henderson had an amazing save, yeah, amazing save, and then Bayas to clear off the line. But before those three came on, we seriously looked like we were going to tie the game, which is ridiculous. It's just if we don't, if the first team can't score a goal, then we're just absolutely done for because there's no other options. And it's just so annoying to have to deal with that, just knowing that if the first team can't do it, anybody coming off the bench is just not going to be an upgrade. It's just so like depressing to see, honestly. Um, I, yeah, it's just so, horrible so to watch. Why, why did he leave Bisaka on the bench? Um, I mean, I, it seems like the first goal came from that side, right? Yeah. It makes one wonder if Aaron Bissaka was there, you know, would they have gotten such an easy cross through? I don't, I don't think so, but I also know, like, well, Bissaka went to Dubai, apparently, and had to be in quarantine or whatever. So I don't know if that's why. I don't know if he had been trained by himself because he had to be in quarantine and then he wasn't up to it or whatever, or it's for rotation. But either way, it just doesn't make any sense, like, 
how we started. Um, and it just shows that we need to sign players, honestly. And uh, I will say, though, McTominay had a great game. He did. He's not – He's not gonna he's not gonna distribute the ball as great as Matic or anybody else, but he will harass you in the midfield and make sure you do not have a good time if you're on the opposing team, which is pretty great. Um, I will give that to him. Yeah, he had a great game just disrupting in the midfield. I will give that to him. He had a great game, but where would you strengthen, like, Steven? Like her, yeah. What what because you've got Pogba and Fernandez there that are both like where would you strengthen? Honestly, in defense, because we scored goals last season. We scored goals. Um, I would still, I still don't, I still don't mind bringing in a right-sided forward, like winger, just so there is that option. If Greenwood hasn't isn't having a great game, there's that, or if we want to have that, just, just not, just to have, make sure it's not just Rashford and Greenwood that are our wingers, because if there's no depth right there, just have somebody else there. And then if Bailly is not good enough to start, then bring in a fast defender, a fast center back. Because you can't have two slow center backs. It just – that's disaster waiting to happen. Yeah, I don't get why, like, people aren't going in for uh, Open Meccano. Well, yeah. He just, yeah, he doesn't want to leave. And he signed another – he just signed a new contract with a release clause. But, yeah, he doesn't want to leave. It's kind of like Koulibaly. He doesn't want to leave Napoli either. Damn. He's such a good player. Yeah, he is. I mean, he's an upgrade to any team he goes to. I don't get why Van der Beek didn't have more of a run-in because he, that guy, like, he finds space. Like, he, he's a classic Dutch player like that. He, he just kind of weaves between the lines and then suddenly he's in space. And yeah. he has a good first touch. Like, I, I, I kind of get Ollie's problem because... What formation do you play? You've got so many players that are probably shouting at him to start. Like, what? Yes, yeah, like, what, what do you do with that? I, mean, I kind of understand why Van de Beek didn't start because today against Luton Town, granted, wasn't with the starting 11. He was doing his thing, just running in and around the box and trying to do just, just flicks and all that. And people were not ready for it. So, if, you're, if that's your game where you're just going to do one twos and flicks and all that, it takes a while to just understand where people are going to be and for people to expect it. Because you see how Rashford and Martial play together. There's that connection. And if you're going to be playing that kind of football in and around the box, you have to have a bit of a connection and that takes time. So I, maybe that's why I, I don't know, man. I, I, I just, I don't get it. I find it uh, I found it interesting contrasting Pep and OGS, right? Because OGS did not play Mason Greenwood because of, the whole thing that happened with the national team. Pep mm-hmm. said, fuck that. I'm playing Phil Foden. Oh, yeah. He scored yeah. and they actually won easily. I think there's that mentality aspect, right? Whereas OGS, I think he is more about building something rather than winning. And Pep is like, I'm going to do, I'm going to win, build something along the way while I'm winning. And I just yeah. think it's just a <laughs> contrast considering both teams are in Manchester and you know both have such deep history well city more recently than United but well I think that's that's also just um reflection of where both teams are I mean city's been winning and they've been going through a seven-year rebuild breakdown rebuild breakdown just bs rebuilding so there's that where where United we just like 
we just hired our manager and it's like, oh, wait, you're doing a crap job. Bring somebody else, bring somebody else, bring somebody else. He's just been going for quick fixes. So Pep doesn't really have to worry about building anything. It's already been built. And Ollie is trying to build something because everybody else before him has just gone for quick fixes. So there's that different aspect. Yeah, it's, it's confusing, man. I, I just don't, I don't know the best formation yet really for United. Yeah, no. uh, I I just don't think United have a right manager. I really, really don't. I I think I, is, I think he's fine, but I don't think if United wants to win uh, Premier League, I don't think they'll do it under OGS. I agree. I think we have the right manager for this point in time, based off of what we've been doing for the past six, seven years, and hiring a manager for two, three years, hiring a manager for two, three years. There needs to be a bit of stability and building, and accepting the fact that. Oh wait, now these people are Sir Alex Ferguson. They don't have this. They don't have the man management skills, and we're not playing the way we were playing seven years ago. So there needs to be a reality check. Okay, all right, we need to get back to where we were, or at least get back closer, and not just try and make this long leap and just fall back even further. You're not, but the problem is when you when you have a manager like OGS, right? He's building his vision, and each manager builds their vision. So if you don't if you don't think um, OGS is gonna win a Premier League. He really shouldn't be there because he's just going to build something that someone else is going to come and tear down in order for them to build something. I think I think United really just need to go for a young, exciting manager. Like Nagelsmann uh, would be a great fit for United to bring his type of football in there. Eddie Howe? And, huh? Eddie Howe? Yeah, Eddie Howe would be really good. Uh, I think there's so many options when there are so many good managers in different leagues. And imagine having a manager that comes in and implements his fast one-two kind of soccer. It would blow a lot of these Premier League teams away, honestly. It would. It would. Um, but OGS has simple, one simple plan. And if any of the front three are injured, I, I I'm willing to bet every five. Every time I'm willing to bet five dollars in United. <laughs> I honestly am. I honestly am. If Mason Greenwood, um, Rashford. Or uh, your number nine, the French guy is escaping me right Marcial. now. Martial. If either one of them is not playing, United is going to lose. But then is that is that his fault or Woodward's fault for not being able to sign players for depth? His fault. I think it's absolutely his fault. Because United, I think it's Woodward's fault. I think United has quality, right? I think United has quality. Well, I mean, he's just signed Daniel James, right? Yeah. Uh, but I think it's just a fact that OGS has one game plan, and if that game plan, if all the pieces are not there, he does not adapt and utilize the pieces to his advantage. And you I, did, think, you, I think you didn't watch the game. You did the game against Luton Town, man. Because seriously, that was hard to watch. We're playing Luton Town, and they were struggling against Luton Town, man. Like, sort of struggling against Luton Town. So I really don't blame him. I mean, so I will agree with you on the fact that, yeah, you have to adjust as a manager based off who you have, but you can only adjust so much with the amount of talent that you have, you know? You can't just – you can only adjust so much. You are Manchester United, the richest club in the world. You have talent. You spend $80 million on Harry Maguire. You bought players left and right. And most of those players are not even on the team at this point because they've been just – kind of replaced and sold off for scraps like you guys have talent even now i i think i think if you could get a right manager in there he'd probably buy one or two players and you'd be solid 
it's I would tell you it's not it's not the manager's not bringing in players. I would tell you that it's not I the know, manager. But I'm saying I'm saying you if you you just need one or two signings and a manager that's more. Tacky. Wait, hold on. You just said we need one or two more signings, but you said we also have the for a new manager for a new manager, right? New manager is going to come in and for him to implement his soccer, it would probably need you know one or two players of that understand his gameplay. Like if you brought Sari in. I have no doubt you would win a title. I want sorry that cigarette chewing weirdo. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> hey he first, all right? He cigarette chewing weirdo. <laughs> like, seriously, who chews <laughs> cigarettes, man? It's so weird. Like, 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 put some dip in or something. Ugh. I don't think they, do they have dip in Europe. They have snus. Do they? That. Yeah, that was snus. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Maybe he just needs to be introduced to it. <laughs> Change his life. Uh, yeah, I don't know if you know it, man. I guess we'll see. Again, I just think they need a bit of time to get into it again. I also think that I think, which sucks because you can't just you can't lose points if you're trying to stay in the top four, especially with how with teams strengthening. Speaking of which, Everton has strengthened there. Good gracious! Really well. Yeah, they, they look. I mean, so good. That game against West Brom was amazing. I mean, granted. Um, Kieran Gibbs just screwed up, screwed, I mean, just messed it what, up. What a dickhead. Let's talk about that for a moment. Like, why? Yeah. You know, you have 25 cameras on you at all times. What do you say? Performer Arsenal. What a prick. I, I would, I, that's the kind of thing I'd be like, you know what? You can go train with our under 23s for the rest of the year. Like, oh, man, I would be fuming if I was. Yeah. Uh, and rightfully so yeah because i mean west brom they were in it they weren't playing they weren't playing amazing but they were in it because honestly this is what i've noticed about everton right the ball always goes to the left it's gonna go it's gonna go to luca then it's gonna go to richarlison richarlison's gonna do his thing or or it's gonna go to james on the right or he's gonna drift central and guess what james is gonna do he's gonna pass to richarlison that's all they do. I mean, honestly, and or shoot, or shoot, but it's not. There's not that much. I mean, I, I should I should look at this before, but I bet just the ball is on the left side of the field eighty percent of the time, because it always goes to Richarlison. <clears throat> Granted, nobody stopped it yet. I don't know how Spurs gonna stop it. I mean, or and uh, I I don't get it. I mean, they scored five goals though, so I guess it's working for them. I mean, but, they, uh, they look good. I mean, honestly, they, do. they look really good. The type of soccer that they are playing, it's it's entertaining to watch them. Like, it's been – the last two games have been pretty entertaining. Uh, that brings me to question. Everton, top four contenders after two games? Let's – um, let's we'll, – we'll get – we'll get – let's, let's talk about the, the a couple more games and we'll talk about potential top four. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm I'm with you though. But seriously, it's crazy. They made some really good signings because Alan and uh, Dukure have just Alan's just a boss. baller, mate. Yeah, he just gets the ball. He's like, okay, all right, who wants the ball? Who wants the ball? Who wants the ball? Oh, you want the ball? Okay, here you go. No, you don't want the ball. Okay, and it's just like just cool on the ball. And Dukure is just, I mean, he's like he's he's like a Kante because he's just gonna keep on going and it will hound you. It's like, oh, you're about to get a counterattack. Not today, man. Like not today. He's just like he's. He will hound you down because I remember they, they almost had a counterattack and Dukure was on it immediately. So they, they made some good signings, honestly. Dukure, Alan, and James, that's, and they're making instant impact. 
So Hamez is scary. I, yeah, he is. Decore, I mean, like you said, the counterattack, he did the same thing against Spurs. It was like Sonny had like a 1v1 against Pickford and Decore tracked his run, caught up to him, made a great tackle. And I, yeah. I just think Ancelotti is filling in the gaps nicely. Yeah, I, th- I think it's an exciting time to be an Everton fan. I just, yeah. you know, they're only going to get better the more they play with each other. And That's true. Yeah, it's it's just one of those interesting things that, like Barato, I think James Rodriguez is world class. Still, I, he just <laughs> still. sees the game in a different way. It's players, yeah. you, need, you need players like that. It's yeah, just- and he and he can get the opposing defenders sent off too. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they just try and punch him. To me, it was crazy he wasn't given a proper chance at Real. Like, and then he was just shipped off to Bayern, and I can't believe Bayern didn't sign him. Like, it makes you, it makes you wonder why. It well, does. Heard, you wonder absolutely why. I actually read a little blog post. Apparently, he's not the easiest person to work with. Huh. So I, I don't know if there's any truth to that, but apparently he's like. You know, it, he gets angry easily and he thinks he's like the center of the team always. So, I mean, I hope that for Everton's sake that's not true, but I mean, he's gone to Real and Bayern Munich, two top teams, and both let him go. So, there must be something going on. Yeah, there has to be something, honestly. There has to be. Yeah, I don't, I really don't know, but. If there's one manager that can actually get him and understand him, it's Ancelotti. Oh, yeah. He's a great man manager. Yeah, absolutely. And I I think uh, just seeing after he scored a goal and came off as a sub, you know, the hug between them, I was like, this relationship actually might work out for both hmm. of them. I, I forget. Saying, some, I forget. Uh, I don't know who was saying it, but I've seen, I've seen a quote saying that James wasn't going to Everton, was going to Ancelotti. Somebody had said that somewhere. I don't, I don't know who said it. But but it makes sense though. Like when they said he's going to Ancelotti, not to, he's going to an Ancelotti team, not Everton, which makes sense. They have that kind of just relationship where he's gonna listen to him, and Ancelotti knows how to get the best out of him. So it might work out. Yeah, well, I mean, we'll see. Uh, I, it, I mean, it, it's a good target for them, right? Top four, like Rato said. But I don't know. I think there's a lot of quality still there, you know, for sure. I, I still. I think the race again will be City versus Liverpool. I am uh, so excited for this season, though. I think, I think without a doubt, it's going to be City versus Liverpool. Um, be, uh, hmm. But well, I, the top four, I think, with freaking Spurs signing Bale and Regulion, if they can, if they can, if Bale can stay healthy and Kane can stay healthy, oh, they'll be a force. Like I, I'm right. terrified. Real, real I, quick, real quick, hold, hold, hold your thoughts, hold your thoughts, hold your thoughts. We're about to get there. I'm excited about the t- Spe- <laughs> speaking of city though. Speaking of city, city versus wolves. That game did not go the way I thought it would go at all. I thought wolves would were gonna put up a bigger fight. You yeah, know, I, I mean, I text you guy. I, why would you play a Dharmat- Why wouldn't you play him forward? Just exactly like Chelsea and Werner. You've got the quickest footballer in the world on your team, and you're playing right wing back. What? You want to I, lose the game? I think like, they lost a couple of key players, and I don't. I think the manager is still trying to figure out how to deal with that. Um, but like, as I, soon as they bought, was it Vinagre on? Yeah. Put, they pushed Traore up a bit. Then look what happened. They looked to score. 
Well, uh, and they they had they had at least two three good chances that they wasted. The, they did, the, yeah, yeah, they did. They were. And wasteful. it was just like, what are you doing? Like it was either like Paul Dennis trying to chip Ederson, or um, who was it that had the left footed shot that was just an unbelievably weak shot? There were at least three chances. Like, you know, you probably should have scored. And they keep they. I guess Wolves didn't. I guess Wolves didn't play. They didn't play that well in the first half. That's for sure. But in the second half, they had really good chances, but just did not take them. They were getting dominated, but they did not take their chances in the second half. It's like you have to take your chances against City because you know they're gonna, they're eventually gonna score. Especially when they've been playing the last two months, they're gonna score. Yeah. Yeah. I. I, I mean, did Did you guys see their bench? I did. City's bench. No. It was so weak. I I didn't know half the players on their bench. The, uh, I've got that for now. Ferran Torres. Yeah. I don't really know too much about him, but yeah, I mean, I know. the bottom of him is a new sign. But they had Thomas Doyle, they had Liam Delap. Like, <laughs> who are these people? Like, I it must be their youth and youngsters. And I'm just, I was surprised that I thought for sure that they would have a bit of a better, deeper bench. I mean, they got who rid of Sane. David Silva's gone now. Um, well, it's not Bernardo Silva. Bernardo Silva, but I think was he on the bench? I know Gundogan has unfortunately got COVID, so he was. Yeah. He's quarantining. But I agree. I still think KDB ran the show. Oh yeah. As as he always does. Like that man is. I heard um, Sky Sports punditry on him, and I completely agree with the statement that he's the best player in the world in the second category of players underneath Ronaldo and Messi. You know? <laughs> I, I mean, I'd go as far as saying that he probably is the best player in the world at the moment. Yeah. Judging I'll... by Ronaldo and Messi's form. Um, I, I just, there's nothing he can't do. Every single pass is perfectly weighted. Perfectly weighted. Yeah. He just, I think if Man City got a better striker, not Aguero, I'm talking about Gabriel Jesus. I know. That I, I'm surprised he's still there, man. I'm Me too. I really there. am as well. I don't think he's that great. And I think this is a season where Pep sees it. He's giving him a lot of time. And I'm like, he's still, I don't know. I guess, yeah, I guess we'll see. Like, this might be the season. I was like, you know what? Sorry about you. Aguero's about to retire. I need somebody who can finish every single time. But who's, gonna, who, who's out there, right? I think that's the question is, who do you bring in? I hate to say <laughs> it. Harry Kane. Uh-huh. No, he Harry, Kane, that. Harry Kane would like England. Harry Kane scores goals for fun for England because he's got Sancho and Sterling. He's got attacking minded players that make the runs, and then Kane just can, can just slip into his positions. And with Kevin De Bruyne behind them, yeah. as much as I, I hate I, to say it, if they got Kane, they would be a. Yeah. I don't. I don't think Kane would go to City though. He just doesn't seem like that kind of person. He seems like a one club kind of person. I. Th- I, I think. If we don't win anything this year, He's it'll be hard for us to hang on to Kane. Huh. I agree with that. As much as I hate to admit it, because I hope Kane stays, but Kane is too good to stay at a team that don't win anything. Yeah, that is, that is true. I agree with that. Like um, Kane should be in Champions League winning and Premier League winning teams. He's got the quality. But things I would expect Son to move before Kane. I but would. I don't think Sonny will move. I don't. I don't Sonny loves it at Tottenham. Yeah. He's a cult hero. He loves it there. 
Yeah, like the South Korean fans are coming out strong for him. Yeah, I don't know. But like going back to City, I think if they can just get a striker. And I wasn't sold on the John Stones, Nathan Ake partnership. Nah. So, I mean, I've never been fully sold on Ake, to be honest. He's, He's obviously good, but he's not. He's not in my top 10 defenders. Yeah, but, uh, who, like, you know, who's going to play back there with um, Laporte, right? Yeah, you got a point. I think John Stone's made a good name for himself. I thought yeah. he had a better game than Ake. Wow. Um, I think Adama Traore bossed Benjamin Mendy around like a little ragdoll. Like I keep on saying, Mendy is a fraud. Yeah, mate. I'm, I keep I'm, on saying he's a fraud. I'm... I'm, I'm, I'm uh, Agreeing with you more and more every time I see him play. I just think he's actually not that good a footballer. No. He's got a good cross on him. First time. Uh, exactly. Cross. Exactly. I was about to say he's got a good cross, but everything else is like. But yeah, his <laughs> defensive positioning's off. He's, you know, he's pretty weak. He's players can read him really well. And that's what kind of makes a weak defender in my mind when Traore just had him every time, just push yeah. the ball past him and run. Hmm. But speaking of which, I mean, we've talked about, you know, most of the good games. I know you guys have been chomping at the bit. So who do you think is going to make top four this year? See, I, I don't know because... Same. It's one of those... I really thought Man United would start really well, especially after the Van der Beek signing. Same. Um, but we'll see. Again, with Chelsea, I think Chelsea are still serious contenders with the players they've got. Bearing in mind that half their... Signings haven't even played yet. Yeah, um, I think. Yeah, that's that's what makes it hard to tell is that some people, are, the people that were expecting to do well, are starting up slow. Well, some of them are. Yeah, I think if Tottenham can sign Skriniar from Inter Milan, hmm. Tottenham will be up there. I believe that maybe not the top of the top four, but they'll be in the top four maybe. Man City and Liverpool will obviously be in there. Everton, you can make a make an argument for. I think Leeds could be serious, serious people as well. Dude, Leeds are good. I'm not excited to play Leeds. I think Leeds will be in the top six. I think they'll be in the top six. I don't. You don't think think so? I I think think they're class. I I think this season is going to be one of the more competitive seasons we've seen. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think Arsenal is going to make a very strong push for top four. Uh, We didn't really talk about them. The thing is, they have older players, but they have good older players. Um, they have players that can score. The only issue that Arsenal is going to encounter is, I think, that lack of depth. But I think Arsenal is going to be make a serious push for contender. I think it's going to be City, Liverpool, Chelsea, Spurs in top four. Um, I actually think Chelsea might even finish second. I think they might edge out Liverpool. While Liverpool looks I, – I do – I do. While Liverpool looks fantastic, and I think their midfield that they brought in, Thiago, is great, um, I do think the lack of depth is going to catch up to them. Milner is old. Like, Milner, I mean, for crying out loud, they play Fabinho as center back, right? So I think, uh, I think they're just one or two injuries away from uh, still making top four, but not being a title contender, in my opinion. I think so. My definitive top four. I think Man City are back in. Um, I think same thing with Liverpool. They're gonna if they have injuries, they are going to struggle. 
but I still think they finish second, then it's going to be a battle for – it's going to be – I think it will be a tight battle from third to fifth. And I think it will be between – I think Leicester City makes it in. I don't think they'll make it in. I think they make it in. And fourth, Chelsea. Wow. Yeah. I think Everton is going to make a very strong push. I, so, I, would, me too. I, wouldn't, I, wouldn't, I would not be surprised if Everton gets top four. I honestly would not. The only reason why I'm not putting Everton in the top four is that they played – so that game against Tottenham Town played – I don't know what they were playing, but that was BS. And right now, they – it's like you were saying about OGS, right, doing the same thing. They're doing the same – they've done the same thing in both games. They always go – down the left hand side it's just and so like they haven't really played i mean it's, it's i mean of course it's the beginning of the season so it's hard to tell but they've played tottenham who played some kind of just wonky system and just that was absolute trash and they played west brom who just got promoted and got a red card and west brom scored two goals against them and then after the red card then they scored three goals and it kind of fell apart right so i feel like that's not a good enough it's not a good enough gauge to see how where they're going to go. They're obviously going to do well based off the three players that got signed. And if Calvert Lewin can keep up the form, they are going to do well. But I don't know if that just the way they're playing, that's going to be able to last for them. I, I think you make a I think you make an excellent point. I've I've had Everton, I've said for the past probably three, four years, the way that Everton was buying players and what they were trying to achieve by every year I said they're going to be a contender and they finished tenth. <laughs> I, they have, but I do this season. I do think that that's going to change. I really do. I think I, this is why I don't think Leeds is going to be up there because I think Arsenal, Everton, Spurs, Chelsea, United, all look really, really good. Um, and I think United is going to take a while to get going. Yeah. But once they get going again, like last season, I think it'll be hard to stop them if they mm-hmm. can keep their front three healthy. I really yeah. do because it's just. That's just pure talent, and they'll they'll find ways to win. Um, but yeah, I, I thought it was just really, I, it's going to be an exciting season. I'm so excited for it. I'm oh yeah, oh me too, man. Thinking about it. <laughs> Wait, so yeah. Tom, did yeah? What was your definitive top four, Tom? I think I think Liverpool will win, as long as really? they like like you guys said, as long as they can keep their players fit because, you know, they brought in Jota, they brought in. Tiago, but their defensive vulnerability is what's going to hurt them. As we've seen, Van Dyke has a mistake in him. He, he's good defensively, of course, but he's not the player he was last year. And I think players have worked that out now. Like people, like you could see, they went against Van Dyke and they were kind of scared of him. But I think that scared, like that fear is gone. Yeah, I, I'm. This is what I'm going to say. I'm going to say Liverpool, Man City, Chelsea, Spurs. Oh, they do. You do have bail. I I just feel good. I feel good. It might take us a few weeks to get going, but once we get going, and I I think Mourinho's second season, right? Like it's he always does so well the second season, and that's been true for every time every club he's been in. So uh, I think I think Spurs are going to put up serious challenge. I definitely think you're going to win a trophy this year. Um, but which one? I 
I would have to say probably a FA Cup. Who do you guys think is going to get relegated? Yeah, bottom. Yeah, bottom. Uh, I, mean, I, I can say off the bat, West Brom is going to be one of them. <laughs> I'm not impressed by West Brom, even though they got two goals. Um, Fulham will probably go down. Absolutely, yes. Uh, and I, you know, this could be the year that West Ham goes down. I think so too. I mean, they deserve to go down. I mean, are you serious? How do you? So, I mean, I want to say they deserve, but they sold uh, Diangana. How do you sell one of your promising stars coming up to a rival? Like, what? Like, why would you do that? Like, who who does that? I mean, granted, I know people care about profits and all that, but that just speaks to like you don't really care about your talent coming through your club because you sold in West Brom and he's starting. Mark Noble absolutely ripped the board to shreds. Just talking about it. And other players on West Ham were just ripping the board to shreds. Like, what are you doing selling this guy? This guy's a promising player. Why are you going to sell him to a rival? So I, I agree. Like, I think, I think this is the year West Ham goes down too. I also think Fulham for sure. Like, dude, they have, yeah, they really haven't improved their players from when they were in the Premier League before. So I think Fulham goes down. I think West Ham goes down. And um, also West Brom. And if Sheffield doesn't get their ship turned around real quick, they will be also very close to getting relegated. And lost their two opening games. Like, it's a serious chance. Yeah. Yeah. And I I watched their last game. It was just horrible. They they didn't look like the old Sheffield. And they they also lost Dean Henderson. And they got Ramsdale, who he looked good when he was playing at Bournemouth because he was facing a lot of shots. But now that it comes down to it, it's like, Maybe he's not that good. <laughs> he was just, <laughs> I guess we'll he just, see. He was just facing a lot of shots. So he had a lot of saves, but as far as actual skill, eh, I mean, did you see him diving in slow motion against Aston Villa? I was like, oh, oh that was no. funny. Yeah. He <laughs> was, <funny. laughs> was in slow motion. <laughs> yeah. Losing Dean Henderson is a big blow for Sheffield, I think. Oh, yeah. He was the best player for what, two seasons in a row? Yeah. Good. Yeah, because Dean Henderson is a Premier League level goalkeeper. Like he wasn't like he was amazing for them. Yeah, he was. Yeah. He's great. Um, I think West Brom is going to go down. I do think Fulham is going to go down. And I actually disagree about West Ham just because West Ham has too much talent. I do think uh, Moyes is going to be the first manager to be fired for sure. <laughs> After that, it'll be a battle to stay up. But I think they'll manage it. I'm not impressed by Aston Villa. Um, I don't think that they'll stay up this year. They got very lucky last year. Yep. I, I just I don't see the quality. I think they'll get lucky every now and then and win, but I don't see the quality of them actually staying up. So. Yeah, I, I mean, I could see that as well, man. West Ham or Aston Villa for me. Yeah. As you said, they got very lucky last year, you know, with the – the Sheffield, they should have got, they should have been in the championship. We shouldn't even be talking about Aston Villa right now. <laughs> yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, obviously we're two weeks in, so um, we should write this down. So at the end of the season, we can look to see who was most correct, you know? We have video, right? We have video. This is true. This is true. Um, but uh, so that's, man, we just, we talked about a lot, but, you know, let's kind of, well, let's start with let's start with trash talk. You know, we can't forget about the core the core of you know what we talk about trash talk. And I'll start it off because I'm pissed off, man. So Woodward, man, like <laughs> seriously, who is this clown Woodward? Glazers, who are these clowns? Glazers, man, like 
you can tell that the Glazers don't care about Manchester United because the clubs the club keeps on going into debt and into debt, and they keep on taking money out of the club. It's like, oh yeah, you're buying players, but I don't really care because you're making a profit off the club. You don't care about the footballing history. You don't care about the prestige at all. You just care about, oh yeah, we're making millions off of this. You don't care about just that debt at all. And Woodward is like, there's been so much talk like we need a director of football. We know we need somebody who actually knows what's going on. I read a a club had some interview and the way so I guess apparently we tried to get Klopp at Ultra at uh, Man United and the way Woodward oh, wow. pitched the way Woodward pitched it is like he had I forget what how he pitched it, but in the pitch was he mentioned Disneyland. Like how are you gonna bring a how are you gonna bring a top level coach to your club and Disneyland is in your sales pitch, dude? Like what is going on, man? Like he obviously doesn't know enough about football and just transfers and negotiations in order to be able to be to be the one doing that because uh so right now we're going after Alex Telesh from Porto. We've agreed personal terms, but you know, I'll give a I don't care about personal terms, man. It doesn't matter if the dude agrees personal terms. What matters is that if you pay the club, if you negotiate with the club, hey, man, let's, we, know you, we know you value your player. This is what we're going to pay for him. Negotiate. Who cares if he agrees personal terms? This is like the second or third time that's happened out. Oh, agreed personal terms. Good job, man. He wants to come, but he, I mean, he still needs to pay the club. Like, and, and even like, and, and uh, Ali has said, I want a right side of forward and a left back. And that hasn't happened. I'm really happy we got Van de Beek. We needed somebody like that just to help um, break down people that sit back. But we need more than that, honestly. Like, we need way more than that. Woodward just, you can tell, I don't need to be a higher up at a football club to understand that Woodward doesn't know what's going on. He doesn't know what he's doing at all. Like, he does not. It's quite obvious from here. And even all, even all the old players say, I mean, ever I went on a ranch is absolutely ripping the club to shreds, rightfully so. Rio has been saying it like, like Rio was saying, like, yeah, look at Chelsea. They want a player, bam, it's done. They want a player, bam, it's done. Like calling Woodward out. It's like, and we're over here, like, oh, do we want a player? Um, mm. I don't know. Do we want this player? It's like, what is going on, man? Like, what are you doing? Well, you saw the list of rejections from United. Like, they went for, I can't remember if we sent it to each other. It's like they went for Regulon, he signed to Spurs. They went for, Blah blah. He said so. It's like five or six players that United were linked with, and then well, that was other clubs. That wasn't completely accurate, like because Ake was on there. We never went for Ake. People were saying him with like Ali whispering his ear was us going for him. And those, but it's still there's still there's still um, truth in it. Like we've gone for players and just be like, nah. So that's just that's a, really annoying. You remember? Trash some, talk. Yeah, someone someone made a comment, and it's like every transfer window, United wins the battle when it comes to social media speculation. Yeah. And, and that is absolutely true. Every time there's a transfer window is open, United is linked to every single top player. Yep. And they always either sign with other clubs or don't. nothing happens. So uh, I, I'm, I understand your frustration. Um, and I, yeah, it doesn't matter if we're going for them or not. It's like, oh, look, Ali whispered in Ake's ear. He might, they were going for him. It's like, what? Like, but I mean, it, it's, it's, it's great game. Say what? It could have just whispered great game. Like, yeah. You know, give it words of encouragement. I just, I just don't understand how you can be the richest club in the world and be the worst when it comes to transfer markets. Woodward. Even Daniel Levy, even Daniel, Daniel Levy is better than this. Yeah, he is. Cause he knows, he knows how to manage money. 
But like, is that's what I'm saying. Woodward, man. We need actual director of football that actually knows what is going yeah. on. It's a legit trash I, talk, I think. Yeah. Oh, pisses right. me off. You want to go next? You want me to go next? You can go next. So I think uh, you touched a great point earlier. All these pundits and all these people talking shit about Kai Havertz and how he might be a bust. Dude, it's been two freaking games. <laughs> training with the club for a week. How are you going to judge a player based on how well he's done for a week? Oh, yeah, Werner's doing well. Yeah, Werner's the type of player that's going to adapt well in any kind of system. No matter where he goes and plays, he'll adapt well. Havertz is not one of those players. Leave the man alone. He's 21 years old. He's just the highest transfer target for Chelsea. And all of a sudden, people are talking shit about him. We don't want another Keppa on our hands, all right? <laughs> this is what happened with Keppa. He's young. He's the most expensive club signing. He sucks. This is exactly what happened with Fernando Torres when he was the most expensive club signing. Oh. Get off the kid's back, all right? He's, he'll get there. Half the team is freaking missing. Not a single Chelsea player has really done that great for the past two games. I love Mason Mount. I have a main crush on Mason Mount. He sucked the last two games. Get off of the kid's back. Leave Kai yeah, alone. Let, let him play. Hashtag, just let him play. Hashtag, leave Kai alone, all right? <laughs> I mean, I'm going to laugh so much if he does flop. I'm going to remind you of this. <laughs> but, this is, but this is exactly what happens. Like, I mean, I remember when we signed Keppa, and, you know, Keppa is a truly a flop. Like, he is the worst signing I have seen. I, not the worst signing, but he's the worst signing that I've seen turn out so bad. Like, I... I just don't understand. Like, he's literally been at fault for two goals in two weeks. I think I could even blame the Christensen goal on him. Oh, yeah. What was he doing up there? He was lost. He was in no man's land. Nowhere near that. Remember that he was, one He was ball? out at sea. You remember that one ball when who was it that tried He tried to... chasing Salah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, are you kidding me? Why are you chasing one of the quickest players you, in the league? Yeah, exactly. You're going to chase Salah? Are you kidding me, dude? Like, he came so, out when the ball was going away from him. Like, <laughs> even I, I'm watching the TV, and I was like, why is he chasing that ball down? It's going away from him. It's actually spinning. What is he doing? <laughs> and, of course, Sal, like, we were lucky and Christensen got back. Uh, yeah. I'm just, I think he's just absolute. he's just a horror show. And I, I'm just, I don't want Kai to end up like that because of the pressure and yeah. pundit all talking crap about him. For a kid that's been training for a week, like that's just ridiculous. Like, have some logic in you. Mm. Yeah, man. I mean, I want to keep with the Chelsea theme because oh, let's go. I can't work out if my trash talks Lampard or Kepa. <laughs> um, I've done Kepa before, so I'm Dude, gonna go. My Dude, trash talk is Lampard. So let's start in goal. Everyone that enjoys the sport of football knows that Kepa is terrible, yet he still gets played. I would honestly play a reserve goalkeeper ahead of him. I don't give a yeah, shit about his morale. He's crap. Like, the worst goalkeeper I've ever seen in my life, and that's not a, an overstatement. I've never seen anyone worse than him. Like, he just... How is he a professional goalkeeper? I could honestly do better in goal than him. Like, yeah, why, why, why didn't Caballero start? I would have started Caballero. Yeah, why? I, I would just like... I don't know. I wouldn't even bench Kepa. But anyway, 
not only that, I think why I touched upon it earlier, but why would you play a four three three? You're playing Havertz out of position, in my opinion. You're playing three people at CDM that haven't got an attacking bone in their body. <laughs> oh, Zuma has been impressive the last couple of games. I'll give him that. He's really starting to step up. Christensen's a clown. Um, I, I, like Alonso looked okay, I guess. Nothing special. Uh, I, I don't know. I just... I don't think he's been reactive enough. Like... Why couldn't he see within 20 minutes? This is what good managers do. Within 20 minutes, he could see that Liverpool were bossing Chelsea. Oh, yeah. Why wouldn't you make some changes then? Like, I, I, I just firmly believe that Havertz is a number 10 and not a winger. I don't know why you wouldn't try and release Werner more. I don't know. I just thought he had the game plan wrong. Um, I mean, Chelsea didn't even look impressive in their first game, to be honest. They looked all right. Nothing special. Yeah. But like, you know, you're going to be playing the bigger clubs and it doesn't look good for Chelsea. But saying that, he's done fantastic in the transfer window. And I think there's brighter days to come for Chelsea. But right now, he's not managing his team well. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I, I think uh, I completely agree with everything except one part. That's Christensen. I think with an exception of the red card, I thought he was fantastic both of our games I thought he was the better center back out of the two defensively uh, for both games he that that ball we were just talking about when Kepa came out and chased uh, Salah and Salah got around him he covered back to make sure that Mane didn't score a goal or Firmino I can't remember who it was I, I just think the red card was unfortunate because I do think he was actually falling down and he just grabbed a hold of him Oh yeah, he's a, he is a, he's a good player. I'm not saying he's a bad player. I'm just saying like that was a silly, silly. Yeah, I, I I and I was yeah. wondering like I you know I was talking I was thinking who is going to be that center back pairing when Thiago Silva comes on and I think I you know before the red card I would have said Christensen for sure. I just thought he was a lot more composed and fast. Zuma, to me, just looks so uncertain on the ball. For crying out loud, how many balls did he just kick out of bounds for no good reason? It's like yeah, as, soon as, the defender, as soon as the defender comes at him, he boots it. It's like he's, he's the Phil Jones of Chelsea now. Yeah. <laughs> Except I mean, weren't, you, weren't, you, weren't you singing this man's praises a, a week ago or so? Now you're just turning on him? No, I did say Zuma ended the, Zuma ended the season as the best center back for Chelsea. That is absolutely I, – I, that's my honest opinion. However, this new season, I thought Christensen started really well. I thought Christensen was making a statement that he should be playing. The problem with Zuma all is and always always has been with me is that he's so clumsy in the ball. Every time he receives the ball, he's like – even his body language, like his positioning just seems like he doesn't know what to do with it. Uh, but every now and then he'll surprise you and make a freaking darting run like he did against Ajax and just like um, – score a goal single-handedly but I, I do think I do think Christensen is better defender I really do yeah. Zuma, Zuma has advantage offensively for sure I think yeah. Zuma is better in the air and I think he has better uh, offensive prowess yeah I mean Zuma dealt with Van Dyke really well on the corner yeah I agree with that what, one every header every every ball in the air I think he's been our strong suit but 
Personally, I agree with you. On the ball, he is... Yeah. If it, I mean, he's Tottenham's... Like, Eric Dyer is Tottenham's version. Just yeah. very poor on the ball, can't really pass, tries ridiculous long balls and puts it out of play. So, I get that, man. It's just, I mean, he defends well, though, which is... He does. But when yeah. Thiago Silva comes on and we have that aerial presence, right... Would you not want someone that's, you know, quicker and able to be defensive, do defensive positioning better? I think Zuma was at fault for the first Chelsea goal, just as much as Christensen. He was yeah. way too far. And I mean, Steve, you're a defender, right? But I mean, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but Zuma, I thought, was way too far apart from uh, Christensen. Yeah, oh, yeah, he was way middle, too far. That, was... middle, that middle was wide open, which is why Mane was able to just make that run. But, so Zuma was covering. Alonso because Salah also made a good run and he had broken ahead of Alonso. So I think actually, if you watch it back, you see Zuma, he kind of glances over to the left, sees Salah make the run and kind of steps in and back a bit. And that opened up the room. Henderson did a fantastic job of just, he played the pass at the exact right time. As soon as Zuma made that move, yeah, Mane, yeah. Mane runs across, bang. You can't necessarily bl- blame Zuma because I would say you blame it on game plan or on the wing backs because so if both your wing backs are up, the center backs are gonna have to spread out a bit so that if the ball is played in behind, they're not having to make up that much room, right? So because you saw it with uh, the way Bayern Munich played, Alfonso Davies and Kimmich were all the way up the field, and then whenever the other team would attack, they just kind of like, okay, yeah, I'll make it back. And then the defensive midfielders would fill in on this, would fill in the the wing back positions, and the center backs weren't that weren't that pulled out. So I'd say that's more of just game plan. It's like if both your wing backs are up, you have to know who's going to cover that for you. And if you and they had three CDMs and none of them were helping them cover that. So I wouldn't say necessarily it was Zuma's fault. I mean, granted, you want him to be closer so that doesn't happen. But if you don't have any help to cover the wings because your wingbacks are up, then there's only – you can't be in two places at the same time. So I wouldn't would – rather, Would you rather not have – would you rather cover the middle rather than have the wingbacks covered? And I think that's the whole point because the middle is straight shot. But if you're wingbacks, even if people get the ball in the wing, right, you're going to run back in order to defend that. Your wingbacks is actually going to come back and cover for you. And at that point, it's, sim- it's simply harder – to cross the ball in and find someone rather than go straight through the middle and get a one-on-one with the keeper. I, I yeah. just thought defensively, I thought that decision to cover that wingback spot was not one of the better ones. No, probably I, not. No. Um, but speaking of defenders, though, I got a whole lot of love for Tariq Lamptey. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, man, dude, ball out. So I understand why Chelsea let him go. So, I mean, I usually like to just, like, rag on Chelsea for how they handle their youth players, but I totally get it. I mean, you have Reese James there who is playing really well. I don't think he really played that well this last game. But Reese James has shown that, hey, I deserve that spot. And you got Espelicueta and Reese James, right? So what's Lamptey going to do? Be third string right back? That doesn't make sense at all. In no universe does that make sense. So I think it – I wouldn't say it sucks. They went to a non-prestigious team like Brighton. Brighton. I think he could start at a bigger club, honestly. But I got a whole lot of love for him. I mean, that dude was yeah, just he, will. he was marauding down that right hand side. And he was I would say the only thing that he needs to work on is holding his line. Cause there were a few times when he could have caught some people offside 
he sees it and he starts going early. So instead of letting them being offside, he starts moving, then plays them on side. That happened, I think, twice in that game. But that's also teachable, which is a good yeah. thing. It's not that natural ability, you know. Yeah, he you can tell he's like, okay, yeah, no, I'm gonna catch him. So he's going early and then but man, he is good. I mean, he was he was tormenting them on that right hand side. And even the earlier game, the first game, he was playing really well and he's a, he's attacking well and he's defending well. So I dude, yeah, he's he's definitely He's not gonna stay at Brighton, that's for sure. Like he's too good. Like yeah, he's somebody's sick. gonna come for him after. I'm, I'm kind of maybe I don't know. Did he just not play enough games at the top level for Chelsea that nobody noticed him, or I don't uh, know how. He's 19. Like he. I didn't even know he was that young. Yeah, he's 19. He's young. He played. He played really well. It's just I think it was a very unfortunate situation where he had Reese James. Yeah, yeah man. Reese James looked like he'd been a man for the last 20 years. Really, <laughs> both are both are 19 years old. Both are very young. I think Reese James just has more of that pressing physical presence. So mm. Reese James is a great defender. Yeah, and, and, and I totally get it. Like, I do not fault Chelsea at all. It's like, and I don't, I don't know if it was just like they want to send him out alone. It's like you know, I'm done with it. Which I don't fault either side. It's like that guy needs to be started. You can't have him on loan in Championship or just some just low level or something. He needs to be started in the Premier League because so, he's, he's going to sign the Premier League and he needs to develop more. Like, he's going to be so good. Yeah, he's so I, I I'm I'm with you. I'm I've been so impressed by him. I actually love watching him play. He's so attacking minded. He makes sure he gets the ball. He defensively, he's solid. I do think his only drawback is the fact that he's so small. Mm. I think that, you know, while it might be working, I do think he might get bullied by some of the bigger um offensive players. Like when you're going up against freaking West Ham and that might be a bit of a challenge for him, but I, I'm with you. He's just phenomenal to watch. And I'm yeah. watching Brighton and Hub Albion. Like I, they're an exciting team to watch. Yeah, they scored in the first three minutes. Yeah. Like I, I, tur- I, turned, I turned the game on, and I was like, okay, let me go get something to eat real quick. I was like, goal? What? <laughs> yeah, they scored two, right, in the first yeah, few minutes. Yeah, two within six minutes, yeah. yeah. What about you guys? What's your whole lot of love for? You got a whole lot of love for it. Um, I can go first. I'll, I'll try and keep it short and sweet because I know we're probably running out of time. But Gareth Bale, <laughs> I, I just think he's he's uplifted the Spurs fan base so much that he's probably going to have the same effect on the players. And I'm just excited to see him play again. I, I'm really happy with the decision. I'm glad that Mourinho and Levy pulled out the bag. You know, Gareth Bale's agent is saying that he's so happy to be back at Spurs that it'll be an easy decision for him to extend the loan another year. Wow. It's just great business, but also just a, it's great as a Spurs fan to, I think I text you guys this, like it's nice for us to be signing players that we've heard of finally. You know, <laughs> like it's just a great, great feel. We've just done business with Real Madrid for two of their players. One of them being one of the most promising left backs potentially. Yeah. Europe. Uh, so, yeah, man, I'm going to keep it that short and sweet. Gareth Bale. All right, I'll go. Uh, I know I've uh, that been my trash talk for a lot of last season, but the first two weeks, I got to give him some love. Bar. There's been oh, my so, goodness, yes. Such a vast improvement. Uh, I, I'm just very happy and impressed, and I hope it go, keeps going this way and the improvements keep happening. You know, uh, 
the fact that referee goes to the side side to check the camera is like we've been talking about that. Why aren't they doing this? And they're finally doing it, and it's making a so much difference. I mean, yeah. you can tell United did not get a single penalty the first week. And oh my goodness! Right, <laughs> so much hate. Bar has been absolutely. I, it's been amazing this season, and I'm I'm just very happy about it. I don't think that I really can't say they made one bad call. I don't think so either. Yeah, I could, I, I'm I'm completely with you. I, I mean, for for once, VAR didn't take away a goal; it rewarded a goal that should have been given. Right, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and I think I think it's just been so refreshing for it actually to see it work. Because last season from first game, it's been disaster. And this season, it's whatever improvements they made, kudos to them, right? It's been great. Yeah. Yeah, it's been really agree. good. All right, well, definitely, that's, uh, definitely appreciate you guys for tuning in. Um, just to remind you, well, if you don't know what's – Going, uh, coming up this weekend, just want to shout out. We got some good games like Leicester City against Man City. We've also got uh, Arsenal versus Liverpool. So there'll be some good football to watch this weekend. And we'll be yeah. for sure talking about that um, next week. So thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to give us a shout out. And I uh, hope you guys have a great rest of your week. See ya. See that, guys. Have a good one.